Archers, attack! Keep firing! Let none escape! Another down! Do not relent! Still COVID positive, I'm Slide Whistle. Same here, surprisingly. Um, it's immunization. This Zelda was like losing my virginity, in the sense that we were making something completely new and never done before. Shigeru Miyamoto. And also, I'm Aaron, Fire Mage Extraordinaire and Horde Punching Bag. That was an interesting quote. Yeah. <laughs> Are you they, just like throwing you know, in inspirational quotes now at the beginning? Yeah, just all about Shigeru Miyamoto's virginity and the development of Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, uh, parentheses, 1998. I have a good quote. Uh, fuck the Overwatch 2 YouTube stream. Uh, it's really bad. I'm trying to get a beta, a beta key, and it simply will not play. Yeah, it Ooh. is constantly frozen to the point where it's like, it, it lulls you into a sense of security where it's like, oh, I can actually kind of tell what's happening right until they get to like 98% and it's over time on the capture point, then it just freezes and then it's over and then they're just like on the couch with the commentators talking about things. I'm like, I really would have liked to see how that match ended, you know? So the passing out of the keys, which I assume is most of what anyone cares about, is it just like, okay, everyone... Like put some pog faces in the chat, and we'll randomly pick one. How are how are these blessed winners chosen? Um, you have to link your Blizzard account to your YouTube, and if you are watching for an hour, at the end of the hour, fifteen hundred keys are distributed to people who are eligible. If you are eligible, and so you just have to get lucky, I guess. But there's like eighty thousand people watching, so. I guess. <laughs> You'll get an email that's just like, you did it. You were so patient. I don't even think you get an email. I think it will just flag your account to be eligible. And I, I think that's it. So I'm also like, how the fuck do I find out? <laughs> You're just going to open up Bnet and then it'll be like, here's the beta. That's probably what's going to happen. Yeah, it, I it, guess that's happened before. Like when I was in the BFA beta for six glorious days, it was just I logged in and I clicked on my arrow on a whim and it was like, you're in. Oh, okay. I guess we probably should talk about the Warcraft announcement. The uh, the mobile game is here. It's it's something. Yeah, they did their patented, we're announcing that we're going to have an announcement. And that was like two days ago they announced uh, you know, what the mobile game is. And we are being blessed with Arclight Rumble, a mobile Ooh, game. Ooh, Arclight Rumble. Not only is it a clash of clans, just direct thing, uh, the art style is directly just clash of clans. Whoa, whoa, it's not clash of clans, it's clash royale. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, yes, it's very different. But yes, well, the statement still stands, it looks very much like clash royale, which, okay, so it's unfortunate, because it's implied that the characters in it, it's like a physical board game, and you're using miniatures. So I look at them and I'm like, okay, those look like miniatures. Those make sense. But then those miniatures also happen to look just like the Clash Royale guys. So it's like, well, you you stuck so close to doing your homework that you, you messed up. So it seems like this is like in a... It's set in Azeroth, I believe. Or in a similar way that Hearthstone is. Like that type of yes. universe. Yeah, it, it the, the, the trailer seemed to be... Azeroth citizens are playing this game. 
So you are there with every other Night Elf and Torin playing Arclight Rumble. So I'm sure in 10.0 there will at least be one or two NPCs that are playing it. Yeah, and like my whole thing is that I don't really know how much into a mobile game I would be able to get, period. I will say that like aesthetically, this is probably the most exciting one could get for me because it's like uh, in the universe of a game I care about and I think it looks okay and it looks like it might be fun, but like I'll probably only play it very, very casually occasionally, if I'm being honest. They also just announced that um, there's no loot boxes, so you don't have to buy, like, if you want something, you don't have to, like, randomly get it. But they're also introducing a purchase cap, so you can only purchase 2,100 gold per week. Obviously, I don't have no idea if that's a lot of gold, or a little gold, or what you do with this gold, but... <laughs> they said, don't worry, everyone, we put a cap on it so you can't go crazy. You can only spend $70,000 each week. Can you imagine <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Then there'd be someone who's like, ah, beans, you're ruining the experience for me. I love to just throw my monies at this thing. This is so weird. I mean, like, it looks fun. I mean, okay, well, funs. It looks playable when, when I'm on the train and needing something to do when I'm bored. Because the problem with Hearthstone is, is the fucking, one of the fucking train stops has absolutely zero internet connection. And so if I play Hearthstone, I'm just going to miss out on a whole two turns. This game, hopefully, I can play offline? I'm pretty sure I can, right? Yeah. Yes, they, so. they, they boast a robust PvE storyline. Yeah, so in addition to possible PvP, joining guilds, doing raids and dungeons, yeah, as Aaron said, they said that there's a storyline that is PvE. So I assume that would be able to be played offline on the train. I want I want a further explanation on ArcLight. Okay, so we know that there's the ArcLight spanner that engineers make, but what the fuck else is ArcLight? Did is it ever talked about in like the Y universe? I guess that's a no from us. I haven't heard about it. <laughs> He's silently googling it over here. Let's see. Well, you know the 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 awful thing here is I look it up and maybe it used to give you explanations of what it is, but when I looked up Warcraft ArcLight, it is now just infinite posting about this game so it's like well i guess i'll never know well okay i have some breaking news here apparently there is a rare in falconhurst drustfar in bfa that is an electric eel named arclight maybe so. this, maybe this is his game he made it he's like you guys haven't been around in a little while i was able to flex my creative muscles here's a board game <laughs> wow that this eel is putting in work for blizzard I mean, I don't know. It, it just seems kind of a game that I wouldn't really care about if it wasn't Warcraft-based. You know, it's just one of those. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. But I guess to further answer the Arclight question, it seems like it's something to do with engineering and electricity. And I believe the lore behind this game is that it's a mysterious pinball-type machine that has showed up in the basement of taverns. Who the fuck? Yeah, so <laughs> who knows? So what, so Arclight the Eel was just delivering these <laughs> to the basements of taverns? <laughs> They'll never see this one coming. Yeah, late at night he slithered on down the stairs and then left behind his little pinball machine for all to be enthralled by. You know, I thought it was pretty weird when a huge serpent guy just kind of slithered his way into my bar. But I mean, hey, it's 2022, I'm not exclusionary. And look what he left us, this neato little mobile game. What a cool eel. It's like a Santa Claus. 
hey, I'm just saying, maybe Arclight should be considered for future sexiest NPC of the week. He's putting if in work. Is, if Arclight is like the Santa Claus, does that mean if I throw a fireball at him and he falls off the chimney, I must become a giant eel? <laughs> you become the next Arclight. Yeah, that's exactly how it works. Um, so isn't Arclight Spanner Arclight's Spanner, or is it a Spanner to be used on Arclight? I think it's a Spanner to be used on Arclight. To assist him or to drive him off? Like, if Arclight is talking to you too much at a party, do you hit him with the Arclight spanner? He's like, okay, I get it, I get it, I'm gone. Or is this for, like, Arclight's personal pleasure? Oh, yes. Oh. Ew. Is that what a spanner means? There you go. Warcraft is not afraid to go back and retcon some lore. The Arclight Spanner, now you're going to go to, like, gear crankshift. He'd be like, we use it to masturbate Arclight the eel, the guy who made the mobile game. How do you think we get more of those little pinball machines? You gotta jerk them off for each one, and there's a lot of taverns across Azeroth. I I think we're really on to something here, guys. I think we're on something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's for sure. We have the new Shadowlands Season 4 Keystone Master Mount reveal, and boy howdy, it's a good it's a good one. It's so funny <laughs> how angry some people are over this. I mean, like, we knew it was just going to be a, re- a recolor, right? I don't know. I thought I remembered it being something else. Not anything that was, like, overly interesting, but I remember in the back of my mind, like, while showering, being like, it's pretty cool that they're making a new one for Season 4. But uh, no, not not only is it visibly not new, uh, color-wise, it's very similar as well. Yeah, I, you, maybe you're thinking about how in Season 4 for the the fated Ah, uh, yes, the, 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 the fated. So, yeah, it's just the, the same Death Elemental mount. But this one has a weird description on it, and I'm like, okay, wait a minute, what? What's the description on it? It says, with the death of the Jailer and the ascension of a new Arbiter, the Shadowlands is returning to its great purpose. Some Deathwalkers recognize the role that mortal heroes have played and are willing to serve as mounts. Um, what about the other three? Did they, are they willing to serve as mounts or did we just like, come here, bitch? You, you have enslaved the ketchup red elemental man he suffers every moment you ride upon him yeah and then this new one is okay so i think it was season two's mount was like a greenish green ish one and then this one is like a almost the same thing but just like slightly more blue (laughs) yeah it's like tinted like lighter it's just bizarre and there's that's the best way they could think to help us by serving as mounts? I don't know, go like punch something or guard something or bring us something. Get a million of these guys. <laughs> what, are, what are these ones going to do for us? Yeah, at this point, I have a magic pocket absolutely full of dozens to literally hundreds of creatures. You're just going to go in there and be one extra guy? Or maybe these dudes were just like, oh, crap, another season's ending. We might as well willingly offer ourselves up because they're going to come and try to enslave us anyways. They just weren't expecting for there to be a fourth season like this, but... Aw, that's that's really sad. Now their will is broken. They're like, we fought so hard, but they just keep earning us for their, their achievables. Might as well just go along with it. Just stick me in your mount tab and forget about me in six months. You just you don't even have to get 
2500 anymore. You just get like seven. And they're like, I know where this is going. <laughs> I'm in your book now. What if what if the color of these guys is actually really different? And it's that thing where males have less cones and rods in their eyeballs. And no woman has made a good statement on this yet because no girls play World of Warcraft. And like it's actually like a really different color. And we just can't tell. What if the blue you see isn't the blue that I see? I still feel like they had a tons of different colors they could have chosen from, though. Like, they could have had, like, a golden yellow one, which would be very <laughs> drastically different than all the others. <laughs> like, yeah, as Aaron said, like, they made a code, like, a Mountain Dew Code Red one. So, like, we know that they can do crazy colors and we're willing to. Well, wouldn't you know, Big Blizz is too scared of us making fun of them. So they went and they changed it. Hey, editing Aaron here. So we recorded this Thursday night. And literally hours after recording, we got an update that they have changed the color of the mount. It is now more of a purple and it features gold accessories. It looks pretty neat. But everything you just heard was conjecture about something that changed hours later. Big Blizz likes to make fun of us in that way. Gosh darn them. Anyways, back to the episode. And if that's true, then I'm double mad. Why are they exclusionary to me, a man? I can't believe this. (laughs) Pick a color that my man eyes can see. (laughs) My man balls. Ian said, and this one's for the ladies. He just he reveals it, and we just can't even see it. Your dumb, dummy, dumb man eyes can't even witness this mount. It'll look like all your female brethren are just flying. He's like, in fact, I can't even tell you what I'm revealing today. <laughs> uh, they, they <laughs> new vice president or whatever may have just given me <laughs> a blank piece of paper. I don't know. Also, Blizzard got a new vice president. It's a lady from the Disney company, so... New vice president head of culture. That's... Ooh. But she's not the VP, right? She's the VP head of culture. What does that mean? How many VPs are there, that men? Oh, it looks like it's a role that is just currently being made as well. Who's the president head of culture? That's a good question. (laughs) Well, either way, it can be a bad thing. (laughs) Right? This is a good thing. That's so absolutely fucked. They're like... Don't worry, we got a lady in. She is the vice president of this position. Well, who's a leader? Well, we don't have one yet, but can't be a lady. Oh, she's from Disney. You might know her. Yeah, I know her. She said, I personally made sure Aaron worked 90-hour weeks. Is that the culture (laughs) that she's going to be bringing? I hope not. (laughs) She said, it works well for the Dirty D. Oh, she skis. All right, let's go. Finally, that's what we've really been clamoring for this entire time. We need an executive who skis. Oh my god, have we have we recorded since they said that white items were going to be transmogable? I don't remember. Yes. I have COVID brain. Yes. Damn it. We we made a very off color joke. Uh, yeah. About the about <laughs> the whites returning. Oh, I was like, what was the? I don't remember what the hell I did yesterday, let alone last week. <laughs> this I think is bullshit. Because I did it the hard way. It's Children's Week right now, and they're removing the School of Hard Knocks from the meta achievement, where you have to bring your kid in the PvP. 
I mean, we all did this because we all got our proto-jig, right? So we all went through these struggles. And yeah, totes. This was, I think, I think we all said this, like, during our, our times when we did this meta achievement that this was probably one of the hardest parts of the proto jake achievement <laughs> yeah i mean because people see you grabbing the flag and they're like get him pump that orphan off that fucking cliff right now i feel like there's an entire culture of just like beaters during children's week who just come in like balls to the walls like you're like i'm gonna knock around anyone who's got a child just to make sure that they can't do what i did back in like mop I gotta stop him. I mean, I, to be fair, I think I did that a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> That's been you for, like, the past four years. Yeah, it's like, if, if you see somebody capturing the flag, but they don't have a little orphan out, it's like, yeah, okay, go on. <laughs> so, I guess with that gone, like, all the Children's Week achievements are just, like, take it to home city, show it to your wow dad. I feel like that was the only one considered difficult at least that I remember, for Children's Week. Yeah, this was the... I think the PvP thing was the only thing that was really a holdup for me. Um, I guess we can go into go into the um, the other Children's Week thing, the the Blood Elf Orphan Salandria. Yeah, I don't think we fully talked about this, because it might be relevant for Dragonflight as well. Oh, it definitely is relevant. I've seen her... I've watched a video of her in Dragonflight. Um, some people have stuff data mine like ready to go for like her quest line and stuff. So yes, what is what is this? Because last we saw her, she was a child model, but apparently Zam, she's twelve question mark. Uh, she she done grew up. So what what's the story on this one? Oh, okay, this is weird. So so the when she was introduced as an orphan along with the Drain Eye one, they have a very similar story, but. She is just an orphan who Lady Leandrin actually ends up adopting, I guess, by the end of her, like, little storyline. Yeah, I believe the end of her storyline is that she's going to go and start training to be a warrior or a paladin under Lady Leandrin in Silvermoon. So, yeah, you just you just take her around and, you know, she does those, the, the little orphan thing where she makes funny child commentary about stuff. But uh, she says, like, one day soon I'm going to be a powerful mage or maybe even a warlock. Well, no, you're not. Um, but then she says... Or a blood knight, or a rock star. <laughs> so she becomes a blood knight because Lady Leandrin, I guess, was also an orphan, and she was adopted by some dude. And she goes, "I'm gonna adopt orphans too." And so she has a weird interaction with some dragons in the caverns of time. When you take her down there, um, it says as Leandrin enters the caverns of time, some wardens of time run forward to attack her. These fucking dragons run up to mob this little girl, and they're stopped by Zaladormu, who berates the wardens for attempting to punish the child for something she might do or fail to do in the future. And he says, this girl has done nothing and will not be held accountable for what she might do or fail. Yeah, I just said. Um, and then she's scared, and then you give her a toy dragon, and she takes it, and she announces that she plans to own a real dragon one day. Awesome, a dragon of my very own. Someday I plan to own a real one. Salandria slyly eyes her new toy with the gears within her mind turning. Uh-oh. Also, like, I don't know, like, girl, like, I don't know if you can just straight up own dragons. Oh, this is once, uh, once I guess, I guess we, we own a few. I mean, we did save, <laughs> we did save corrupted dragon's life, and now it's just like, now you get to live in my pocket. Yeah, we own Proto-Jake. 
Listen, we earned Proto Jake by punting little orphan children in PvP. <laughs> we broke his free spirit. No longer does he skateboard and shout Shamaloo. Now he is chained to my pocketbook. Okay, so I watched a... Somebody compiled the audio voice lines with some visuals for 925. I said Dragonflight, but I meant, I meant 925. Where Solandria is, she's voice lined and everything. She has an, an actor. Um, and it says, ugh, finally, it feels as if I've been training for ages. Send me to Tranquillion, which is Quelthalas, I believe, because they're trying to go back. Because the Scourge are attacking again. The 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 Salin the Salin what are they called the like vampire guys the the yeah the vampires yeah the vampire dudes are back and it seems like they're kind of maybe controlling the scourge a little bit or at least like egg, um that would make sense they were higher ups in uh the Lich King's little force so like you follow around like Salandria and some other Blood Knights as they are trying to stop this and she's basically trying to prove herself and keep Quothalos safe. And it's interesting. And it, um, it says this, a slightly darker side of Salandria is also hinted at. So you you actually go to the Shadowlands with her, too. She goes to Bastion, and you actually find the dude who adopted Lady Leandrin. So it's like her grand adopter, if that's a thing. And you made a face saying that's not a thing. Well, I, I, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess technically it would be if, like... This dude adopted Liadrin, so it's, like, technically her dad. And then Liadrin adopted Salandria, so I guess you're you're kind of right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, we're getting down to brass tacks here. Adopting a kid, that's your kid now, so that's legally your grandchild. Oh. And also, they all look the same, so that helps. It's not, it's not weird looking. <laughs> okay, so, okay, so this bitch... Man, I think she is going to be a little evil. She says, oh, I'm sorry, so Vandalore, Vanderlyle, <laughs> is the one <laughs> who apparently adopted Lady Leandrin, though he doesn't remember it. He's in Bastion, so he gave up his memories and stuff. I thought Vanderlyle was a night fae. I guess he switched covenants. I, I don't know. I guess, yeah, now is the time to do so. Um, And so uh, he says, let us run a race. Along the course, ring the bells. If your heart is pure then they will aid your speed. You must have at least five bells recently rung in order to complete the race. Do not be distracted by shortcuts, and do not try to cheat to get ahead. It will not work. Despite Vanderlyle's warning, Salandria runs off the path and attempts to cheat, ringing a suspicious-looking bell that she hopes might grant an extra boost. This looks like it might give us an edge. And she went to go ring it, and he was like, hey, Stop it, you're cheating. And she was like, oh, okay, I'm a cheater. So she's like chasing power through active means. This bitch is going to take a dragon. That she She's going to be the sleeper villain. She's going to be the Nazoth. You all think we're fighting Murazand or one of those guys. No, it's just her. Except she won't get drunk with power. You'll just get to the top of vile dragon tower and it's her. Like, I'll ring all the bells I need to to win the race. I mean, if the Wardens of Time were going to cut her head off as a kid, she must have done something pretty bad in other timelines, right? Like, also, why not just let her? Why, why don't we just let the Wardens of Time cull people if we know they're going to be bad? <laughs> like, what are we doing? <laughs> Can you imagine telling everyone, like, this is my uh, this is my little orphan kid. I'm showing her around, showing her the world. That's so nice. And then the next day they catch up with you. Where's orphan kid? 
uh, the time dragon said they was she was going to be a warlord, so I shot her. I shot her on the spot. She is deceased. Is this one of the things where they see like possibly lots of different outcomes of the future? Yeah, it's very similar to like Velen, where Velen's like, I see so many things in my head, but I I hurt because I I don't know what's real. And they do the same thing. Nordstrom's been struggling with that for a while. Because he's crazy. He's unhinged. But something I'm still hung up on. So, like, canonically, Salandria was this orphan child when that was first added to Children's Day. Would that have been, like, TBC? I do believe they came in with TBC. Um, Whenever Children's Week updated, like, that first expansion i think they were introduced okay so i guess like if ta- if like she actually aged since then she would be like a teenager now right yeah, and she sounds mm. she sounds a little young too like she doesn't sound like an uh, old person if that makes any sense um also interesting at the end of that video our boy immune's father velen is back and voiced and him and lady leandrin have a conversation at the Sunwell. Huh. And they talk about they talk about Muru, who was the dark Naru that you killed. Was was that the the Naru that the Blood Elves stole to learn light magic? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that the Blood Elves were the ones who kept him in the kept it in the Sunwell, and they were using it to like learn shit and power or whatever. Now, we're not really sure on that. It's 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 being looked up Muru, but um. Valen casually says that he has some essence of Muru. And he throws it into the middle of the Sunwell, and this little golden orb is floating above it. And he's like, maybe one day Muru will come back. And I'm like, what? I'm sorry, we're just casually bringing back Naru? Like, we can just do that now all of a sudden? Yeah, yeah, that's... (laughs) And also, you just do that unannounced, Velen? How many other gods have you created along your travels? Okay, so the lore behind Muru is that he was one, uh, well, I don't know. It was once in Tempest Keep alongside Oros, but it was overcome by Kelthas's forces, kidnapped, sent to Silvermoon City, and the Blood Elf Magisters manipulated its energy, bound it, and used it uh, as a source of power for their Blood Knight Order so that they could siphon light from it. And eventually it became drained of its essence and, tr- and warped into a Void God. Whoops! And, yeah, and, <laughs> That's and, on them. and then Velen used its its heart to revitalize the Sunwell. So I guess whatever was left of it was used to revitalize the Sunwell, except for the little bit of he kept in his pocket <laughs> that he's just now putting back. <laughs> Later, the Asian was like, "How could we have been so stupid? We were so dumb to beat up poor Muru." And he was like. Muru will return. And I was like, all right, dude, chill. It's like the end of the Marvel movies where it's like, Muru will return in <laughs> 9.2.5. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be Dragonlance. It's like, oh no, we need more power. Do not worry. And you'll see just this giant like capital T float into the into the Muru. frame. Muru! And I brought my friends. And then there's like an exclamation and a question mark. Morgu and Bamdu. <laughs> you guys gotta hear Valen say it. Because like the way he's, he puts so much stank on it. It sounds so cool. Muru. And I'm like, oh my god, dude. Rakish. Honestly, I'm just excited that my dad is going to be making an appearance <laughs> again. 
I mean, it's about time. He's 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 like he's been so taxed after Legion. He's like, you guys use me a lot. I'm ready to come back now. I've been sitting on the bench for a while. I'm ready to go. Now this is interesting. Like all that's crazy, right? And it seems like it's kind of setting up for. I mean, like if if Muru is going to be hanging out in the Sunwell, and they're cleaning up like the scourge and Quetzalcoatl and stuff. I I do think they're going to give us a new Silver Moon City. It's really looking like it. We're getting more Silver Moon City lore. Why the and like it looks so nice. Make that shit better and not unflyable. And there's still the fact that they're also updating the other areas up there where the scourge were. Yeah. And like with the the whole possible Dark Rangers being added. So I feel like they might just be like revamping a lot of the n- northern parts of the eastern kingdoms. And they also did say that this will be near to where the Dragon Isles will be. So that also kind of makes sense if that's the part of Azeroth that we're going to be in. Yeah, it seems like the Dragon Isles are west, like northwest, I believe. Of where the Quetzalcoatl sits, I thought, I thought you said it was I northeast. I think it actually is. I think it may be west. I'm. I, I northwest makes a lot more sense in my opinion, as far as like how the the islands are structured. But I was just going off of one seventy five. Yeah, I'm like ninety percent sure they said northeast in one of their reveal videos. Maybe I heard it wrong, but that's what I'm rolling with for now. I mean, like technically, yes, you guys are right that it would. Like, looking at a map of Azeroth, it would make more sense, probably, for it to be northwest, because then that's, like, in the a nice part of the North Sea that's, like, in between Northrend and the rest of all of the places. I also was watching this um, this man's YouTube videos, um, Doran's, Doran's videos? I don't I think it's his name. I figured out. Doran's movies. And he was talking about how he thinks that they're going to give us a night elf city sometime soon so in stormwind mm. in stormwind and in ogremar they these these new stables are popping up in 925 i guess it's been data mined already and they actually were just recently changed but before they were changed it looked like they were kind of suited for like a dragon they're like hay on the ground there's like water like like big water troughs on the side and and they're added in really weird spots. And for the Alliance one, where it's being added is where a lot of Night Elf refugees um war. And I guess there's not a lot of Night Elf refugees in the city anymore. They're, like, not there. Thank God we, find, we finally pushed them out. <laughs> we told them, hit the bricks, go live in Duskshire or something. So this is in the, the Mage District area, right? Yeah, I, I think so. But so, like, they're, they're, they're gone. And his theory is that they're going to give them a new city, possibly in the Dragon Isles, which you may think sounds kind of crazy. Why would they live in the Dragon Isles? But then I was like, oh my god, like the Emerald Dream, like green dragons everywhere. Like green dragons and druids are like peanut butter and jelly. They're, they like just go together. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So then you're saying that like druids and night elves also go hand in hand. So like night elves and the green dragons would then like go hand in hand as well then right so maybe like they might hang out with some greens i mean we know that you daughter is going to be playing a big role and 
we've already hung out with her a bunch, so we we know what she's like. She's she's cool. She a cool bitch. I could also see. I know the dragons are big like protectors of nature, all of them technically. So I could see it being like it's it's deeply upsetting the natural order to not have a night elf main base for you guys to do nature magic in. So we'll all band together to give you a safe haven for the time. And the dragons also um, bless Nordrasil in Northrend, which is also another night elf hangout area. You know what I don't get, though? Why the fuck didn't we just, I mean, bring all of them into the Emerald Dream? <laughs> I mean, like, temporarily, right? I mean, half of us are already in there. Don't you, <laughs> don't, don't you need to train to get in there? Can you just pull, like, a night elf sentinel into there? I'm sure we can put a summoning stone in there and pull them in. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just call the the magic mason guy. You just I, I put in your portal for you. <laughs> I just smack this rock right there. Just get at least two of yous to wiggle your hands. You can save the whole populace. And then we have Kalia and Lordaeron stuff happening. So it definitely seems like we're getting some city revamps. I hope so. It'd be cool. I just want someone new to hang out. It's like permanent. You know what I mean? Do you? So a lot of these city revamps are of horde cities. Do you think there might be areas of them that are for both people or because I don't see a lot of heat right now above like alliance areas being restored unless you're talking about the Western plague lands, but I wonder, is something like Undercity, is that going to be open to everyone now? Well, if Kalia is involved in it, they might do a thing where it becomes an alliance city, really. Or like, or they're actually going to be giving us Lightforged undead. I don't know. Uh, what I mean, what if there was an Undercity that could stink, I guess? But then we could also have the Overcity. <laughs> Overtown... I guess I guess for PvP it'd be tough, but it'd be like ah, you just see some zombie guy being like, "I'm just going downstairs." Okay, <laughs> <laughs> howdy neighbor. I would love that, and then we can just send all of our sewage down down to the undercity and just drown him. Oh in our my god, duty. it's been so long since someone's actively pooped in our aqueducts. I love it because I'm nasty. My name is <laughs> Nastrius. I mean, it would fit right in. Honestly, it probably wouldn't be the stinkiest thing that's sent down there, anyways. Thank goodness that the humans are sending their poo-poo down. <laughs> we love that shit. Literally. Um, I'm going to do a time warp. <laughs> hey, that'd be the time to do it. Okay, you guys have 40 seconds to answer as many questions, answers to the question I'm going to ask you. Are you ready? Yeah. Can do. I need you guys to name for me either the names of the orphans or the races of the Orphans of Children's Week. On your mark. Get set. Go. Blood Elf. Uh, Human. Draenei, uh, Gilnean, Kul'Tiran, Draenei, uh, Orc, uh, Goblin, um, uh, Nightborn. Oh, I think that might be one. Uh, Toran, I don't know. I'm, Panda. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for. I'm gonna go for names. Billy, <laughs> Stephen, Salandria. Um, 
maybe one undead, you know, maybe someone drowned a baby and then they brought him <laughs> back for Children's Week. Um, Muzi. Maybe <laughs> she makes Muzi. a guest appearance. <laughs> Hashtag eat Time. Muzi. Hashtag Eat Muzi. I, I think Immune barely won that one, only because there, there actually are only two, four, six. There's only eight of them. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I didn't think because I know I had done children's models. And then even of that, I don't think all of them have children's representation. So you have the Kulteran and Zandalari, which I know is Liam. And I don't know the troll's name. You said troll, not Zandalari, but Zandalari is a troll. So I gave it to you. Humans yeah. and orcs, Drain Eye and Blood Elf, and the hard one, Wolvar and Oracle. Excuse me? What species is an oracle? Oracle is like a murloc. It's like a murloc that hangs out in oh. Northrend. And wolvars, we don't really see a lot of wolvars either. They're just like little, they're like bear people. <laughs> Wolvar for a dragon. <laughs> Wolvar for a dragon. Um, they, they're next on the redesign block. If they're looking at gnolls, I feel like wolvar, they're, they're up next. You heard it here first. Wolvar coming up hot. So, uh, Aaron, you, I think you lost, so I don't know. Do a little dance yep. for us. Okay. Um. I've got something in my front pocket for you. Why don't you reach on in my pocket and see I did, I did a little dance. We're, we're recording way earlier than we normally do, so we're not really drinking, so that's why Aaron no. did a little dance. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, I don't have anything around at the moment, so it's going to be either me doing a big pretend or like, here goes the water! So I'll, I'll take a little dance. We don't lie here. We do little dances. <laughs> you know who's willing to do a big dance for Muru. you? It's our out-in-the-field reporter, Muru. Oh, shit. What a big get. It's not actually Muru. It's just me, your girl Growlina. I'm here in Stormwind City, asking about my man Moo, though. You, you, ma'am, what is your take on the Horde's blatant kidnapping of an Elder God? You mean that thing from BC? Yes, the Horde hoodwinked a sentient set of symbols and had it trapped in their basement for years. Don't we need to repay them for this indecency? Uh, I don't really remember too much of that storyline. Not exactly too riled up about it, lol. Plus, the Naru were weird, so I don't think about them that much. I can't believe what I'm hearing. Where's the outrage? Where are the mobs? They've been siphoning life energy out of these kids in the basement of the Ping Pong Galleria for years. I don't know what that means. LOL, bye. The truth will be heard, and I'll be the one to get these puzzle pieces their justice. Until next time, it's been Growl... I mean, <clears throat> it's been Muru. Thank you, Muru. 
always glad to have guests here on the show, even if it's for a two and a half minute cutaway. So, something else interesting that I don't think we've touched on yet is that just randomly in passing in an interview, was it Denuser with uh, with Taliesin? I do believe it was Denuser, I'm pretty sure. So, um, basically Tally was like mistakenly asked about Sindragosa when he intended to ask about Alex Straza, and Denuser started like going into information about how Sindragosa was going to be involved in Dragonflight. Um, and, but then Tally, unfortunately, cut him off. He's like, actually, I met Alex Straza. So I like, the way that Denuser started answering about Sindragosa, though, basically, to me, he confirms that Sindragosa is going to be involved in Dragonflight. I would have to imagine, because not only is she a very important dragon, she's been... That's that's the one from Wrath, right? The one that he picked up in the intro? Yeah. Yeah, so she's very important and has been dead for forever. So, like, daughter Gosa is going to show up and be like, You killed my mommy! Yeah, she was the queen of the blue dragon flight back in the day. Uh, she was Malagos fuck buddy. Um, so, yeah, he was just like... Cindergrossa being apparently quite a prominent character in the upcoming expansion, as Taliesin was saying. And Steve the Newser straight up said, Well, the Cindergrossa that you will be interacting with through the course of Dragon Isles is... And the Taliesin said, I mean, sorry, I meant Alexstrasza. I'm so sorry, I misspoke Cause, there. Because <laughs> Taliesin is such an inside man that you knew that he, he even though he would have wanted, like, keep going, it's like, ha ha, n- no, um, I, I misspoke, I used the wrong words. Because <laughs> l- later on, it, it is confirmed, it says, we'll follow the story of Caligos as he ventures into Sindragosa's archives. He's probably like, how do I lead these people? Wow, Sindragosa <laughs> apparently was like a dragon with several hats, you know, Fuck buddy of the king of the blue dragon flight, you know, scary ice dragon, and also archivist. Does she like have a secret library? I guess so. Do you, do you think she? Do you think she turned into a human and used a human quill, or do you think she used just a giant feather to note down her notations? I think she used her teeth. She just kind of chewed a book for a while, and then an hour later, brought it out of her mouth, and she was like, "That's great, great work, Cinny." This is also interesting, because it continues kind of this little trend of tying in characters from the where Classic currently is into retail, because we had Kael'thas was back in Shadowlands, and TBC was released, or TBC Classic was released, Rat's gonna be the new hot thing, and Cintra Ghost is gonna have a little bit of her day in the sun, you know, it's smart. Yeah, I mean, it's smart, and it just brings back big name characters with... Yeah, in this, in this one, big name characters that are dragons when we're going to the Dragon Isles, so that's cool. I just wonder what form we'll see her in. Like, will we see her as, like, a, a, a wisp that doesn't talk like Arthas was? <laughs> It'll probably be, like, a memory that just, like, is reading yeah. her, like, archives out loud that he can access. Yeah, it'll be, and, and not to be like, this is what it'll be, but probably it'll be like, I'm going to read the final book. And then you do, and there's a giant Sindragosa ghost, and it's like, you don't understand how to lead. Oh my god, I'm grappling with such insecurities. And then you use your swords and fire spells to help Kalik understand. Big, big Pelagos energy. Big Pelagos energy. <laughs> That'd be a great tattoo. 
I actually already have it. Yeah, and you know, I have I got my BPE tat right out right in, you know, across my neck, right under the fast lane neck tattoo that I have, you know. <laughs> I have a lot of things underneath my neck and I just I wear a turtleneck and roll it down to the appropriate level of whatever event I'm currently at. I guess we can talk about raid, how raid went, how the raid went down. Yeah, yeah, the raid was there. We well, I guess I wasn't at the last one, so it was it was big and exciting for me, but we made it up to Endween. And we actually made pretty good prog on him. You know, I, I wish we would have gotten him down, but we almost got to the last phase. Uh, we had one full night of just, well, no, not even one full night of pulling on him, right? Like, so honestly, the prog was pretty fast because it was like our first real time we got to spend on him last night. It's going to be a bitch, I think, is just getting people used to like all the mechanics, like the wicked stars and everything. The wicked stars. <laughs> hey, there's wicked stars out there. It's crazy. But yeah, he I don't know. He just he's more beefed. Like uh, there was only one or two mechanics that I noticed that were even different and they were just hardly different. It was mostly just his numbers were bigger and ours were not as big. Yeah, that's that's really it. We're trying to get people to do some mythics. I think tonight that's going to be the plan is to get people to run through them because just probably, you know, a lot of people in our group don't want to run them, which is fair, but it sucks that, like, that's the best way to get your upgraded tier pieces, you know? Like, yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> Persephone was even talking about, like, can we start bringing alts in? And it's like, we're we're only at 8 of 11 on this thing. <laughs> technically 7. But I mean, <laughs> yeah, t- technically 7 of 11. I'm bringing your toilet bowls for a lot of Slurpee, but... It's like, well, I guess you're not wrong because these first seven guys, or six or seven, we have on lock, and we already have all the equipment from them. Well, it's funny because in my head, I'm like, Persephone, please do not bring an alt because we don't have a lot of backup CCs for ghosties. We only have, I think, four, uh, five, I think, Warlocks can fear. But how long, how long does Warlock fear last? Technically, I can do sheep. I don't right? think you can sheep but ghosties. Oh, ooh. yeah, the, the big Anduin ones that cause fear. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I can't. I can't do undead. So she's a hunter, and and with her and immune, they're both on hunters, and so they can just trap them immediately for us. But then, like when we go down, I, th- I think we're going to change the groups up because me, you, immune, and Persephone are in the same group, and that's CCs. And I, I was ready to do like a cyclone. For six seconds, and just to keep that up if I had to, but <laughs> we're a little light on that. It's kind of weird. I mean, yeah, because we have two monks for paralyze and two hunters for traps. But like, the problem was that Persephone and I always have like the same thought, where we like we both launch our traps at the same time and double freeze trap one of them. You guys gotta figure that. Out. You guys gotta sync that out. Well, mo- most groups have icons and like set who does what. We just kind of were like, yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> I mean, and we do most of the time. It's fine, honestly. I just have been waiting a little bit longer so that I see where she threw hers. <laughs> I just think we really need to, our strat really needs to incorporate our new friends from Agile Peacock. We need to get our, our, our AP boys in here and then see what we can do. Okay, that's a little bit of a weird tea. So in officer chat, a few of them were saying that they were getting messages from this other 
guild called Agile Peacock on Proudmore. I don't know anything about them. None of the people. Shout out to you guys <laughs> if any of you guys are listeners, and that's how we got chosen somehow. It's like oh, I want to join the podcast group. But what's funny is like none of us were messaged about this. They, I think they reached out to Cata, and anyway, because like. They probably saw the officer list on Raider IO or something. But anyways, they said that they wanted to do a guild merger. And I'm like, why? You guys... I, so I checked out their page. I did, first off, I didn't recognize any of the names on their roster. So I'm like, I don't know how you guys found us or why. They have a Mythic rating team. And I'm like, well, why choose us then? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> they have a website, by the way. AgilePeacocks.com it sounds like we should offer one of our people for, like, a political marriage. They have artwork. It actually looks pretty cool. Guys, maybe, maybe we should merge with Agile <laughs> I was joking about, like, the AP guys become Uno Moss people. I think we should become Agile Peacocks. I want to be cool. I want to get team jerseys. Maybe that's what they meant. Like, they wanted to incorporate our two raid teams as part of their <laughs> overarching raid. Like guild structure. Oh, but but they if they only reached out to Cata, what if it's just like we want your boosters? Oh, we only want your raid team. Yeah, the other the other stinkers they can stay. As if we needed more people in our guild who don't do content with guildies. <laughs> Oof. Oh, but yeah, that that was just a little bit of weird tea that happened in our guild this week. Uh, yeah. Basically, everyone who got the message was just like, no. <laughs> I did get an interesting DM from one of them saying that they had looked at a uh, a, a DK named Suleiman on our raiding team and asked if one of their raid members could marry it in like a political marriage. And I did have to say yes. So, Suley, you're going to have to resub real quick or else this, this merger is not going through. Yeah, so please sign on and accept your marriage proposal. Time is running out. I did I did say you'd be in the Stormwind Park getting ice cream with <laughs> King Arjaban uh, this Sunday, so your sister's going to have to wait. The flash mob is ready to go. We're ready to dance <laughs> to your wedding vows. You know, we're, we're big goofing right now, but like this is probably a thing in Final Fantasy, isn't it? <laughs> Oh, 100%. <laughs> also, why was Helandris so hard? What happened? We, I felt like we've never struggled that hard on Helandris. Yeah. Also, so randomly out of nowhere, every like later boss fight became boo-boo babies, including Helandris, right? He was majorly nerfed, but we certainly didn't see those nerfs. So, like, I think the thing was that, like, the way they tweaked the bosses along with the comp that we had or something, the DPS checks just felt really weird. Like, in the past, my Wild Spirits would, like, perfectly time with every new room for Helandris, and, like, the timers were just off. Things felt weird. I feel like our reclaim phases all of a sudden, like, either didn't happen or lasted too long. I, yeah, I just don't know. It's really bizarre. I mean, we killed it, but it was, we barely killed it. You were the only one alive, right? You're the last DPS standing with all three healers. Yeah, it was me and the three healers. Uh, so it is funny. Like I was, I was the one who had the giant beam on me. I was like, I was like, okay, which, for, for, for a second there, I'm like, okay, which tank is trying to snipe me down? And I was like, oh, I'm the tank now. <laughs> oh my God, this isn't our raid, but me and Amin last night drunkenly pugged a little bit of normal um on our alts and i was in this we were in this group and this poor poor tank monk tank got murdered right 
And then the other tank, who's a bear druid, said, res tank, be res tank, be res tank. And everyone's like, why don't you just be res the tank? And we died. And afterwards, he said, because if I would have be res the tank, I would have been in caster form and I would have died. And everyone's like, no, bear tank be res is instant when you're in bear form. And he was like, Sorry, I didn't know that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, baby. <laughs> that reminds me of it, not to throw her under the bus, but <laughs> Jamonkey being like, I need to find my mass res. <laughs> Everyone's like, you don't know where it is? It's like, the buttons are green. Because well, she like, had to play at like her parents' house on her dad's computer, and she uses LVI, so like none of her bars were set up the way that it normally was. It was just funny because um, she had the soul stone, and so she took the took the res, and she's just standing over everyone's dead pile of dead bodies. And then she's she also did, her mic was not working that day, so she just typed in chat, I can't find my mask. Res. So she just single resed Lynn, who then I guess Lynn assumed a mass res went off. So then he just like ran up and started eating from the feast that was still there. <laughs> it was a real slapstick comedy moment. It was great. <laughs> but you know who makes me want to slap my stick? Oh, who? This week's sexiest NPC of the week. Well, you know, it was it was going to be one special little green man, but just talking about him earlier got me too horned up. This week, we're honoring the tameable serpent himself, Arclight. Who saw this one coming? Not me. Ooh, this little slimy boy. Also, he's tameable? I can tame him as a hunter? I need to go out and do that. Yes, you can. He is distinctly tameable, according to Wow Wiki. This beautiful little slimy boy. He actually has a really cool, cool coloration. I This actually could be a cool tameable. He's got, like, little beautiful red polyps yeah. on his head. He's got a big nose. Look at that nose! Why is that so big? It's beautiful. <laughs> I do feel bad that when you go to Wow Wiki... They feature a video fighting him, and the thumbnail of him is him looking down at the player, front-facing like he's Walter the dog. It's not exactly his best angle, but girl, look at him at every single other angle, and he's looking fine. Mm -mm. And he's in dress far, he's in the best zone, he knows how to live life to the fullest. As he fills me up. Mm? Huh? Ooh, I just want him to wrap his big muscular body all around me and then use one of two abilities, either jolt or shocking blast. Oh, also, wait, guys, get this, get this. If you kill him, he drops pants. That's how hot this <laughs> motherfucker is. He does. He drops arc light, arc light jumpers. <laughs> oh, you know, he the panty dropper. <laughs> Also, only a 4% drop. This man's holding. He's, he's, he's not a slut. He says, I'm not easy. My drop chance is low. Mm-hmm. He said, I may get around, but I'm no, I'm no whore. 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 <laughs> Ooh. But you know, he may be a little bit of an elusive lover, because apparently when you go and find him, often chances you will not see him due to a phasing issue. Yeah, I saw that. Also, I was 
go to his sounds page and play some of his sounds. Man, he's slimy. This is a moist motherfucker. You know, I love my lovers moist. I'm sorry, I'm listening to uh, Mon underscore Monstrous Eel underscore Death. It's like those TikToks where it's like, um, excuse me, sir, what are you listening to? <laughs> and then it's like, oh, oh me, me, what? Uh, I'm just listening to Mon underscore Monstrous Eel underscore Aggro Zero One. <laughs> Maybe we should make that TikTok and get famous. <gasps> mm, ugh, just looking at him makes me well up downstairs. And makes me mon underscore monster seal underscore pre aggro zero one. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah, get me in my mon underscore monster seal underscore wound crit a one. And with that, Arclight, you are our sexiest NPC of the week. I'm gonna drop off your award today as I try to get those pants to drop. I'll be over there <laughs> trying to tame you. Thanks for the game. I, I hope it's not mid. And even if it is, I know you worked really hard on it. Yeah, we didn't make very many game jokes. Thanks. Thanks. Well, we made a lot earlier. <laughs> yeah, Ar- he's gonna. What a good day for Arclight. He's getting a lot of coverage. <laughs> and he needs it because apparently he's a forgotten little dude on the beach there. No one can find him. And now it's time for our top two bottom boot. Medium boot. Aaron, kick us off this week. This week, I have myself a medium moot. moot. Throughout my adventures in the Ember Court, I have wined, dined, fucked, and sucked my way into having all the best friends in the game. Uh, (laughs) Except for one. I'm sorry, what what did you do? Wined, dined, fucked, and sucked. Okay, who's been the elusive lover here? The one elusive lover is the only Baroness Vosh, former sexiest NPC of the week. And I don't know what it is, just luck of the draw or whatever, she does not want to be my friend. Everyone is a best friend, somehow this girl is only friend. There's There's two more levels to that. You're just not giving her the attention she needs. Are you providing her with enough? What a Naga eat. She's dead, though. Uh, the big thing she wants is she keeps inviting secret spies in from Maldraxxus, and then we kill them, and I give her four heads, and she's like, oh, shit, I'd love that. She wants but, you to kill, and she wants you to bring spies and kill them in front of her? The fuck? I guess maybe she's just so wet and wild that wherever she goes, there's spies. And then, so it's just like, I know they're around. Give me four of their heads, and I don't know, I'll get... The thing is, usually when you do party favors for people, it's like, hoo-hoo-hoo, 2,000 experience. I think each four heads is like, that was seven. Whenever I'm at other parties, they bring me twice the heads you bring me. This party stinks. Man, she she really asks for a lot of head. (laughs) She is sexy. She's a lot of woman. But uh, it's going to take me a little bit here also because I need to get rubies to re-roll my Ember Court invitations to just get her because I can't depend on being like, oh, there's multiple people. I can do whatever. So I also have to start doing ruby quests again. Since when? <laughs> since, since I've been trying to woo only a select number of people, I ran out of rubles. That's crazy. I never. I hate those fucking little things. I will never like rubies. 
<laughs> I don't think Blizzard does either. <laughs> and so they're so they they're not giving me them because I was like, no one needs our rubies. And I'm like, please, I have a Naga woman who has four to six limbs that I'm trying to woo. But Slide Whistle, what is your TTBBM? I got me a big fat throbbing top toot. Mm, throbbing top toot. 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 It's really close to Anuga, but I'm holding that for boat day. It's soon. It's coming up, bitches. Ooh, it is. I have been doing some old stuff. I was I was doing my waste of time quest line. So I went and I finished my Una quest line. I went and I finished my Baal quest line. God, what a fucking chore that was. Um, but as I was doing the next step of waste of time, I was like, oh my god, I'm really close to having Explorer. Um, which is just I can buy those flight paths toys from in Iron Forge. So I've been flying around all the fucking zones, discovering them um, on my character. And now, finally, I have spent, I think, 100k on these stupid little toys. And now, my ultimate plan will be seen in fruition, where I get on all of my characters. Oh, the police, the cops are coming for me. <laughs> they said, we, slide, whistle, come out, we know what you're going to do. You're having too much it's mad fun annoying. in there. It is, it is, honestly, it should be a crime, because I'm going to get on a new character that's discovered none of the none of these zones, and I'm going to click all ten of those toys, and I'm going to spam the guild with my earning of every single fucking achievement for exploring. I don't know why the game does this. I don't know why when you use these toys to learn all the flight paths, it gives you every single achievement for exploring the zone. And I swear to God, on one character, I already had the achievements, and it still spammed all of them. Uh, not to, like, hijack this, but, like, can we also talk about how you were doing your Explorer things, obviously. Why, for Northrend only, did that randomly give you a Tabard as well? I don't know. That was weird, because, yeah, I, I was in Northrend, and I finished Explorer, and it was like, Tabard of Discovery added to your collection. And I was like, the what? And it's just, like, this brown tavern with, like, a globe on it. And I'm like, but why? Uh, None of the other I ones. I don't know if I have that. You should. And I'm, I, I, I have allegedly done everything there is to do in Northrend, but I guess I just didn't explore one cave. No, dude, that's actually it. So I was, I had to do Bashir, and I was like, I know I brought one of you guys through this. And my warlock had two zones in Bashir that he didn't discover. But he has done the lore master equivalent part of Vashir. And there was a two parts that haven't discovered. So the lore master doesn't even take you to all the zones, which that makes zero mm. sense. <laughs> I wonder if it's because stuff was split up for factions. So it's like, you, well, you don't need to see the, the horde zone mm. because you have no reason to go there. That's gotta be it, because otherwise that makes zero sense. <laughs> Yeah, because Aaron, do you have the title? I mean, obviously you have Loremaster title, but do you have the Explorer title? No. Yeah, so you must have just missed like one random part in Northrend or something like that. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, should, uh, you should keep it. That well, there's 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 plenty of time before ten point zero. Yeah. So <laughs> that's my next thing to do. Yeah, that was my thinking, and then I think I'm just gonna do what. Now that I have all the flight points, I'm gonna do Loremaster because it'll be easy as piss now. I, I've discovered everything. I can see everything. It's great. Immune, what do you got for us? I also have a top toot this week. Toot, 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 toot. Um, and it's, in general, I've been having fun doing weird pet-related things on my hunter. Because I didn't realize, 
the, every other hunter main is like, well, how, how do you not know this immune? But like, I didn't know that you needed to like learn how to tame certain types of pets. So like, you need to get like a scroll of dinomancy to like tame dinosaurs. Is that what pet lore does? The what? Is that what pet lore does? I don't know what that the, is. The ability pet pet lore. Oh no! So like, there's there's separate scrolls or things you need to either buy or loot. So like, there's a scroll of dinomancy that I had to go to the Isle of Giants, which is this. I didn't I didn't even know this place existed. It's like north of Pandaria that like I had to like fatigue fly to to get the flight path to it, and it's just filled with dinosaurs. So like, there are these dinomancers there that I had to kill. I was probably there for like two hours before the scroll dropped, and then now that I have that scroll, I can tame dinosaur pets. Rad. Um, and I guess there's you, you need to do things like this for mechanical pets or cloud serpents, undead pets. There's like six or seven of diff- these different types of pets that you can only tame if you've unlocked them. So like since my hunters a Pandaren, I already had the requirements to do cloud serpents, and I believe if like if you're like your Zandalari, you already have the ability to tame dinosaurs or undead can tame undead things and mechanomes can tame the mechanical pets or something like that so like i didn't know any of this so like i've i just spent like a few hours just like hanging out on the isle of giants and there are like these weird things you can grind there that i was having fun with where you kill these dinosaurs get their bones take them to this guy in this cave and you can get like pets and mounts from him so i'm just like farming these like raptor mounts now (laughs) if you want the mechanical one, I actually think I can make it for you. I think engineers can make the schematics to learn it. So I can send you one of those. Okay, because this is like now one of my like weird side quest things that I'm going to do since like I know I am a hunter main now, so might as well learn how to tame all these pets. Oh my god, okay, this is just a funny little story. I was doing my explorer stuff on my paladin, and I was in Dunmoreau going to Ironforge, and this little baby hunter was like, can somebody help me tame a pet? And I was like, okay, do I go into Ironforge and ignore them? Or do I go help this little dummy figure out how to tame a pet? And this person was this little baby grandma. I think they were a grandma. And they're just like, I want to tame a bear. And I taught them how to tame a bear. And together we got this polar bear and I flew her over there. And she was like, thank you so much. I didn't write her name down. She's on Proudmore. We may see her again. This could be a real Children's Week Salandra thing, where one day she becomes a top-end raider of agile <laughs> peacocks, and I got her career started as a hunter. She's like, I still use my polar bear pet that... What what character were you on? I think I was actually my demon hunter, so it would be Slide Whistle. <gasps> She's like, I've named this polar bear Slide Whistle in my old mentor's honor. I'm honored. I become Leo Ren. <gasps> Dun dun dun! I'm hurly. Oh my goodness, the house of whistle. <laughs> well, I think technically, uh, this new hunter is just the the new the <laughs> Degrassi Next Generation's house of Leah Ren. <laughs> <laughs> you know who else is a part of the house of Rin or Ren? Our top two patrons. We're talking about friend of the pod, Tajerla, fourth host of the podcast, Your Monkey, Ahoy Vince, a.k.a. Nathanos, killed himself to see Sylvanas, and she won't even pick up the phone. Enslink slash Drag Race, Crucifix, Saracen Hawk, Joe Dorno, Gershoms, Stony Tony's Stony Mama, Hoax, asking Gralina to say, For the Horde. Mm. Vander Lyle, who asks you to check out projecthope.org and support any of the worthwhile causes they are raising funds for. 
and Will, aka Tire, Trade Chat's fallen father. Uh, you guys can leave us a review on Warcraft Radio, iTunes, Spotify. You guys can join our Discord at do not relent.com. I think I got that right. Yes. Our Patreon. You got some content brewing over there at patreon.com slash do not relent. You guys send us an email at gmail.com. Navara Coffin at gmail.com. What about you guys? Where can they find you on the internet? Honestly, good job. I think you got got everything there. Woo. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can find me, Alex, or Immunization on Twitter at New Era Alex. You can follow our podcast Instagram account on the gram at Do Not Relent. You can find me, Aaron the Human, at TheBigAcheesy on Twitter.com. You can find the show's literary musings at do not relent.livejournal.com and watch me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Aaron DNR. Twitch, Twitch, Twitch. All right, we're out of here. See you guys next week. And remember, another down. Do not relent. Do Not Relent is a podcast within the 3HNC network representing U.S. Proudmore's premier podcasts. That was a very good wish.